1: with joe and trace from horror Queers. welcome joe welcome trace thank Hello. you
2: <laughs>
0: we're excited to have you on for a regular feed episode because that yes. has been a long time coming yes. um <laughs> And it's especially good because this is a fun movie. (laughs) If you've been with us this month, you know we struggle to remember what year we're in. Um,
1: (laughs) Last month and a half, really. Let's be real. Listen,
0: like all of this decade is one year, and that is our thesis, and that is why (laughs) this whole month makes sense if you look at it that way. But this movie actually came out in the appropriate year.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Fact, fact, it
1: did. It did. Survey says, Uh,
0: says.
1: (laughs) but. Before we get into bodies, 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 we're gonna get to know Joe and Trace on the regular episode because they've been on a um, a Thirsty Thursday with us, but they haven't been on a regular episode. So we're gonna um, do all of our opening intro with them so that you all can hear it
3: again. If you if you listen to the Thursday, Thursday, it might have changed. You never know. We do know. <laughs> I was going to say, when I was looking at, like, okay, what are the questions we have to answer? I was like, wait, didn't we do this? But yeah, yeah. I was like, <laughs> it was on My the Thirsty Thursday.
0: What did you say last time? Never what changed. You, what, <laughs>
3: wasn't that like a year, like two years? What did you say? Yeah, then? yeah. what is time? I don't know. Yeah. We're
0: trying to catch you up. We're like, is it still the favorite? Yeah. <laughs> was it a
4: Actually, favorite? we have your responses here, and this is what you said, so you're a fucking liar. Roll the tape. <laughs>
1: but yes but before we get into each of you individually let's talk about horror queers so let the audience know if you don't already know what horror queers is that's insane to me but like let them know what is horror queers (laughs) Joe, this is yours.
4: All right. So (laughs) Horror Queers Queers is a weekly podcast. It comes out every Wednesday. It's part of the Bloody FM podcast network. Uh, Basically, we either look at a queer horror film or we look at a horror film through a queer lens. And we are currently in our fourth year of doing it. Just past 200 episodes. (laughs) I know I started laughing. Sorry, this is a weird tangent to be like two minutes in.
3: but Have you ever seen this TV show called The Other Two? No. There's a, there's oh, a whole really episode good. where this girl like uh, the woman the the female lead has to go on this female panel talking about feminism and every time she gets asked a question she just goes pass. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And that's trace. And that's me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's usually me too, so uh, it works, you know? Hey. <laughs>
0: As long as somebody has the information, that's all that matters. <laughs> um,
2: exactly.
0: But yeah, we were actually on Horror Queers. Was that this year? Because again, that one year. Mm-hmm. Um, we <laughs> were on this year to talk about Wake and Fright, and we got to talk about a lot of things, including Australia and Dr. Loomis's nips. So if nothing else, check out that <laughs> <All right>. episode.
3: <laughs> to, to give you any idea of where my mental state is, I was like Wake and Fright. Like that sounds so familiar, but what is that? I've never
4: heard of it. <laughs> Haven't that's
3: seen sweaty, I, sweaty horror. As if we I didn't don't talk about it for
4: two hours. Listen. This is that Mariah Carey GIF or meme where he's just. I don't like, know her. I don't know her. <laughs> I don't know her. Don't
0: know <laughs> her. Don't know her. <laughs> but yeah, that's a good gateway because we definitely had like a two-hour conversation, and that was this year. It turns out. It oh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this year's been both long and short, all the same yeah. time. Yeah,
4: yeah. a exactly. long
0: life. I'm just <laughs> hanging on. <laughs> we are all
4: hanging on by a thread. We're that cat on that like motivational poster, like, "Hang in there, you got this, baby." <laughs> A little bit more.
1: <laughs> I know this story, but the audience may not know how did horror queers get started because it's kind of funny to me. I'll do this one. So <laughs> pass. Um <laughs> feminism. Um,
3: no, I j- j- it's actually mostly thanks to Joe. Joe kickstarted this. He we were both in writing for Bloody Disgusting. I think I maybe started a year before he did, like freelancing and stuff, and um made it very apparent in my editorials and reviews that I was super gay. And Super homo. Yeah. he he reached what? out to me and was like, <laughs> he was like, Hey, like you're gay. I'm gay. We both write for this horror website. Do you want to start an article series that where we just talk about queer horror? And I was like, yeah, sure. So we did that. Um, and you know, we, we had an article series going on for about a year and little did I know that was like his Trojan horse to was lead not. into <laughs> the podcast. <Well, laughs> I think you broached the idea of a podcast first. Sure. And I was like, I don't know how to do that. So I didn't. And uh, we insert to
4: Mariah Carey scene. I,
3: don't know her. <laughs> I don't know and her. after after about like nine months of doing the article series uh, he brought brought the subject up again and we kind of threw it to our bosses at bloody and they were like yeah sure like we'll host you and you know we started the podcast, honestly uh, we we kind of did some research and uh, but it was definitely a learn as you go process specifically with audio editing, which was oh always <laughs> which we knew nothing about in advance um which you will probably notice if you listen to our first uh, couple months of episodes <laughs> <laughs> it's all
1: rough. it's all yeah ours too. Ooh. Yeah. So, things have changed for the no, bottom my,
0: that theater degree came in handy and i have to begrudgingly give them that oh. <laughs>
3: <That's>, <laughs> no because yeah my my one of my degrees is in film and i took one editing class in college and so i was like oh this is kind of the same just no video okay <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs>
4: It's just that simple, folks. Yeah it's, just, yeah, it's so easy. It's so easy. It doesn't
3: take any time whatsoever to edit audio. No, no, it's the easiest
4: thing. Yeah, Especially if you're a celebrity with like an assistant who does everything. And then you're just like, hi, oh. I'm this famous TV person. I have a podcast.
2: The number <laughs> of times I, I have been like, to talk oh, to my like, friends.
3: We, like, we can just commission someone to do this for us. But do I really want to give up money? No. Money or time. Money or time. I don't know.
0: Especially because in podcasting, there is no money. People need to understand that because they're like, I'm going to do a podcast. It's like, no. (laughs) No.
3: Don't quit your day job, folks.
1: It's a labor of love. (laughs) Um, (laughs) 100%. So where can the listeners find the pod, Horror Queers?
3: Pretty much wherever. I mean well, so I mean like you can find like our home base on Bloody Disgusting. Um we're, I'm sorry, we're because we're not part of Bloody FM. The Bloody Disgusting Podcast Network has become Bloody FM because they now have like twenty podcasts on I'm their podcast. Network. Uh, we were like the third one though. I wanna just say that. We were like we we were early adopters with that. Um but no, I mean in terms of like where you can listen to us, I mean we're on Spotify, uh, we're on Apple Apple Podcasts, um, probably One of the other three tiny other outlets people use: (laughs) Stitcher,
4: iHeartRadio,
3: all that jazz. Yeah, I've never seen us on there, but I I definitely applied (laughs) for us to be on there, so I Mm -hmm. think we're on those things. But um, (laughs) it's not though.
2: Yeah. And, no.
3: and you know we have a whole like basically separate podcast on the Patreon so you can go to our Patreon uh, for horror oh, yeah. plug and, the Patreon You know, yes. hopefully give us money there
0: <laughs> I was gonna bring that up because you also do um, Chucky deep dives and some mm-hmm. people who are like I want more time listening to fun people talk about Chucky you are fun people talking about Chucky yes. and so they should give you money for that and they should listen
3: well <laughs> <laughs> those are free we don't charge people for Chucky however if you want Hard if chucky. you want to hear us talk about a new release a new like, 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 like for this movie for example Bodies 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 we have a Patreon episode that came out on that be- like the month it came out mm-hmm. but you know mm-hmm. that's yeah. fine no.
0: <laughs> charge them for your checky contents
3: we're <laughs> <doing>. <laughs> it's like 20 minute episodes <laughs> <laughs> but it's like to- an hour
0: to edit because you have to like get in the mindset and pace and yep. find like things to do and then edit
3: it's yeah. so funny because what I do is um, I when I start editing, I actually get the, all the audio and Audacity. I do the noise reduction. I do the compression, the normalization. And then that's it. That is my one-day task for editing. Man, and then I, actu- then I actually start editing the next day.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm one of the people that need to sit down and do it all, but I have no attention span. Ooh. And so like it's me fighting myself and trying to get back off Twitter as I'm tweeting about editing and not really editing. Um, it's a <laughs> whole thing. I don't know how anything gets accomplished in my apartment.
3: Adderall. <laughs> uh, Adderall Oh, will help with that oh my god Listen, i need to find
0: a doctor because
3: <laughs> <laughs> psychiatrist that's the funny thing so i have to go to a psychiatrist to get my adderall because a, a regular practitioner will not do it because they have to like analyze your brain but like your insurance, you have to make sure. Oh, like my insurance is to cover psychiatry, not like a general practitioner doctor. And so that's yeah. the pain in the ass. Yeah.
4: What the fuck is up with you Americans? Why are you so messed up? Oh, <laughs> listen, no, don't, okay. don't talk to us about it.
3: I had, I, I had to switch my insurance when I when we moved to Denver, and my first psychiatry appointment, I was like, oh, it's two hundred twenty-five dollars because I didn't realize that my insurance only covered fifteen percent of the cost Ooh. up until I filled my uh, deductible. And I was that's like, fuck. I <laughs> listen,
0: that's
2: I, where I'm at. Hundred dollars. Anyway.
0: We need a whole other podcast about that, insurance That's a, other say, whole a whole movie.
4: horror movie It's a whole horror movie in and of itself <laughs> no. It's the offshoot, the U.S. medical system horror yeah. podcast
0: go, so. That'll last longer than all of our shows combined because... There we go, <laughs> never ending
2: content
1: <laughs> Anyways, alright So let's get to know Let's, let's split you now individually all right? So we're going to start with Joe So you're on the hot seat now Joe, what's your favorite scary movie? What is my favorite scary movie? I mean,
4: my default answer is always Candyman or Hellraiser. I love me a Clyde Barker double bill, but that's also my origin story. So uh we'll just get that out of the way now and say favorite scary movie inside is still like one of the ones that really fucked me up. Like I watched it home alone. I was a bottle deep and I remember <laughs> vividly pulling my feet off the floor at different points in that film because i was just like no no not through the hand oh, not through the belly <laughs> so uh yeah french like new french extremity really fucks me up in general but that one is like my favorite i have not seen that but no, no Trent, i am it's a I christmas think... movie so you could <laughs> oh, watch it <laughs> the perfect time it is a christmas movie it is a christmas movie <laughs> <laughs> a really You're fucked done. up one but
0: <laughs> aren't all christmas movies
1: <laughs> <laughs> so uh what's your favorite subgenre
4: so, Trace and I share this in common, mm-hmm. but we'll see. Maybe his opinions have changed. But uh, we're both fans of slasher films as well as aquatic horror. We yeah, love that's... a creature feature, but specifically, like, water-based creature features. Yeah, like, that, creature that, that, from the that's Black still my Lagoon. answer. Yeah, creature from the Black Lagoon, but, like, give us Crawl, give us Alligator, give us Jaws 2, like, um, any kind of diversity. Like, there's so many good takes on fucking creepy water features. <laughs> yeah, it's it's interesting. Like, there's like I think it's like officially like I don't know
3: if it's academically called this. but There's a Wikipedia page for natural horror, and that mm. is like creature features. It's nature, like r- nature right. gonna mock,
2: right.
4: right?
3: So let me ask you this: Do you enjoy swimming? <laughs>
4: I mm-hmm. do actually like. I'm not one of those people who's terrified of open water or like what's in the lake. Um, but you know, I did also have that experience where you watch Jaws, and then the first time you have to go lake swimming or ocean swimming, you're like, "What touched my leg? Was that a <laughs> jellyfish? Was that a shark? Do I see a fin in the water? I'm terrified." <laughs> see, that's it. See, I, I actually don't have the fear of the ocean, but
3: I do have like it's not really a fear, but I don't like lake water because oh. I don't like yeah. Well, also, just the mud. The mud isn't so much the grosser gross. than sand. I don't like that. Mm-hmm. Fair,
1: fair points. <laughs> so, you, uh, you hinted at your horror origin story, but go, give us more detail with uh, Candyman and uh, Hellraiser.
4: So, my sister is the one that I usually credit for getting me into horror films. So, she was a bad babysitter and I think she liked to terrorize <laughs> me when my parents would make her babysit. So, really, we had watched other things, but like the the vivid memory that I have was that she inadvertently programmed a Clyde Barker, double bill of those two films. And I feel like they really ended up influencing the way that I watch horror films, because I thought that they were mature and sexy and like slow kind of methodically paced with great musical scores and these kinds of things. So it's weird that I ended up gravitating to slashers and like more sort of like eighties nonsense, but I still really have a soft spot for kind of like adult oriented horror films where it's like, here's a mature individual. They've got a good head on their shoulders. They're not making stupid decisions. They're just caught up in something that's like kind of beyond their control.
0: I respect that because like, again, we all grew up on the same franchises for the most part. Mm -hmm. And we love to see Jason, Cost, and Mayhem and throw somebody in a sleeping bag against a tree. But also there's something to be said for something that's more adult and less like popcorn. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I
3: get that. All right, Trace, back to you. What's your favorite scary movie? I mean, my, my go-to is always, I'll give like a trifecta, I guess. I uh, Scream, Scream 2 is always my go-to answer because mm-hmm. um, Scream is my favorite franchise and Scream 2 is my favorite entry in that franchise. I am a sequel person. I know people always like, oh, it gets worse in the sequels. But I personally like having the status quo already like set. So like, we already know the characters. We, they already know what's up and we can just hit the ground running in a second one usually. Usually. Uh, <laughs> but the I sequel's do this. done
1: bad. Yeah.
3: <laughs> and again, not to say I think it's better or like what than the first one. I I love the first one too. I just I just prefer the second one by like a split hair. I'm also a big remake fan, so the remake of Texas Chainsaw Massacre is actually a five-star film for me. I fucking love the yes. remake of that movie. So much done than the original. And I over the original. I, I I will if you ask me any day to watch Actually, I would rewatch or, yeah. the remake and the Renee Zellbugger, Matthew McConaughey one over the original. and I love the original. I love it. But it's not something I particularly enjoy sitting down to watch.
4: Mm. That's a big yep. thing with Trace is that he prefers things that bring him enjoyment that he's going to enjoy watching as opposed to like, this is a genuinely good movie. It's like, cool. I respect that. But do I want to watch it right now? No, yep. I want to watch the fun thing.
3: Stay. Like, like bo- Both the original and the remake of Texas Chainsaw are five star films for me, but I've seen the original probably four times in my life and i've seen the remake at least 15 times in my life so <laughs>
1: <laughs> what's, the, what's the third you said you had a try oh
3: yeah so because uh, it's always um whenever someone asks me like what's a movie that really scares you and i'm like okay like not to be like a fucking edgelord and be like oh like I, i've seen so many horror movies empty like, i'm desynthesized like i'm not really get scared anymore but it's actually 2013's the den uh that that, that is a uh, more mo- it's kind of found footage but it's more of the screen life so it's like uh, unfriended or uh searching Mm. where it's all on a computer screen but before um, all of those yeah yeah it came out it came out the year before unfriended did so like before that trend even became popular but no one knows about it because it went straight to dvd and it had like a shit marketing push um but yeah no the din is fantastic it's fucking terrifying and it's basically this girl um is doing a sociology project for her phd or something and it's she goes on a chat roulette style website and eventually someone or some people start stalking her and everyone in her life. And it is absolutely horrifying.
4: Yeah. It is really, really good. He he always sold it to me that way. And I was just like, how good can it be? Like Trace talks a big game sometimes. <laughs> I, do. I do. And it that and the Poughkeepsie tapes were like Ooh, two yeah. of the films where I was like no you were not shitting those <laughs> films are
2: fucking scary I, I'll
3: never forget because we, we were doing the din for a, po- a guest podcast appearance and he just messaged me on Twitter and goes oh yeah the din
4: is good shit and I was like right
3: right
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs> it's just the best yes, right when somebody gives you like here's a recommendation and you think mm, you know whatever I'm a jaded horror film watcher nothing bothers me anymore and then you watch it and you're like no, oh, yeah that was good oh that was a real good recommendation it is a movie
3: where like I-, I show it to people all the time to the point where like i think in a week one time i watched it three times because i ended up having three people over and they all wanted something really scary and i was like well i just watched this last night but i really like it and it's only like 75 minutes so let's watch it let's do it again
1: <laughs> I love let's that. do it again <laughs>
3: So, favorite subgenre, are you going with the same as Joe? Same as Joe, slashers and natural horror, with the emphasis on aquatic horror. (laughs) Nice. And uh, origin story, what kind of started? My yeah, mine was actually very different from Joe's. Um, I I was not allowed to watch anything like what he was watching, and I didn't have an, a way to watch them. Like I didn't have friends that would show them to me. Um, so I, I grew up watching a lot of Scooby Doo. Um, I didn't see Hocus Pocus until later. Like I was like five because my parents wouldn't let me watch it when I was four. I had to wait a whole year for it. What? Yeah. <laughs> um I I remember the very first R-rated horror movie I ever saw was The Faculty and that was I was in 5th grade so I was 10 or 11 years old and my dad like my mom was on vacation for uh, no she was visiting her, my grandmother for like a week and she never left like she never did that. So my dad had this movie and was like I will let you watch this if you promise not mm-hmm. to tell your mother. And I was like yes, yeah, I will watch it. <laughs> so
2: Good
3: I watched parenting the to the when max. I was 10.
2: <laughs> right
0: no, right like I love that that was Josh Hartnett's best era even with the weird haircut that he kept mm-hmm. going from movie to movie with and we let him
2: it never changed It no. didn't
0: need to we were about it <laughs>
1: <laughs> the cow look and everything oh sure uh,
3: but yeah so yeah I mean like at my first horror movie already a horror movie was a Kevin Williamson movie and then you know I have Hocus Pocus and Scooby-Doo which are horror light but they're kind mm-hmm. of like the goofier funny horror and so I think that's why I go for like more ridiculous like funny things um with my horror. I mean, again, I, I love some deep, depressing shit like Inside, like Hellraiser, like Candyman, but um, you know, if I just want to get back and relax, I want to watch something that's going to make me, like, hoot and holler.
1: Right. Oh, yeah, same. Sometimes if I watch too much of the dark shit, I'm like, oh, I need a moment or I'm yeah. going to, like, spiral. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to watch something to make
4: me laugh. Life just mood. isn't good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love a movie where nobody gets to go away in a happy ending. Um, That's my, that's my brand. Oh. <laughs>
3: Yeah. Or like revenge horror. I mean, I, actually, that's actually really weird too. Like, I'll watch any revenge film, even if it's a rape revenge film, because I actually do find those fun in a way. Because I just like watching assholes get their comeuppance. Like, I did any kind of revenge movie, I am one hundred percent there. Yeah, that's fair. I like those,
4: like Pete Davidson. <laughs>
3: Well, we can argue if that's even qualified, because I would say there's not really a lot of catharsis in the movie we're going to discuss today. There's <laughs> not.
0: Oh,
2: I felt but, good,
1: but we'll get there. Oh, okay. Well, we so one more thing to get through before we get to the movie. So uh, plug your socials, both for yourselves individually and for the pop.
0: An Anatomy of a Scream.
2: <laughs> yeah.
4: uh yes so if you want to find horror queers it's at horrorqueers on twitter and instagram and i'm at b still my remote and that's the letter b and yes and train i have a side podcast that we do where we talk about alter shorts on the anatomy of a screen pod squad network that comes out every monday and
3: yeah uh, you know you can find me at trace Diaz and dog thurman uh pretty much everywhere twitter instagram facebook What's find that? some of my work on bloody disgusting and yeah that's it there you go there you go awesome all right so let's get in to bodies bodies bodies
1: joe or trace what's one of your first thoughts
3: oh i think this is this hilarious this is so funny it's like so i i caught this at south by southwest when i didn't i didn't know what it was i had no idea but it was buzzy like everyone was talking about oh bodies 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 is like my one of my top ones and i was like what is that And it was billed as the A24 slasher film. And I saw it and it was not a slasher movie, but I really, really liked it.
4: (laughs) Yeah, it was interesting because Trey saw it. He immediately then started warning people like the way that the marketing is going, this is misleading. It's not really a slasher film. I'm not going to tell you what it's about, but just think of it more as a "who done it" as opposed to a who is the killer. Mm-hmm. And that I think is good advice, because in some ways, I do think, you know, we can talk all day about horror movie marketing, and how they often do the film injustice. And as a result, it sets up unrealistic expectations. And is that the movie's fault? But also, as an audience, it's like, well, this is what I went for. So I think this is a tricky one and I think we'll probably have more to say about it, but I appreciated going into the film knowing that it was just going to be really funny, that it was predominantly female led and also that it had Lee Pace in it, who I want to climb like a tree.
0: Listen, um, I knew nothing because I've learned to mute it as soon as I think I might want to see it. And even then, sometimes it's too late. So I knew nothing. I found out Pete Davidson would be there like the week before I went to see it in theaters. Oh wow. Because oh. he showed up with the red carpet. And of course I'm gonna see Lee Pace pictures, even if I mute everything else. And it's like, <laughs> why is Pete there? Why is he talking to Lee Pace? What's happening? And they're like, he's in the movie. I'm like, oh no, I already have a ticket. What <laughs>
1: so, <yeah. laughs> I actually so I I am a super late. Comer to this film, I did not watch it, and every one of my friends who've seen it was like, "Trent, you're gonna love it." Sheree even told me, "Trent, you're gonna love it," which she she claims that she knows me so well. And actually, a lot oh, of them here she we says go. I'm gonna love. I don't. <laughs> you know? like. I didn't love Jennifer's body. Hot take. There it is. Oh, um, that's
4: fine. And
1: He's a
2: Taurus. He to you. A
0: contradiction of It's <laughs>
1: <everyone
2: else.
1: laughs> Not just because I'm a Taurus. Anyway, I <laughs> uh, but I so I I waited though because I knew we were gonna cover it for the pod so I wanted my watch to be a first watch and I oh. loved it and I purposely didn't know anything I knew it was female led I knew it was really funny I kind of thought it might be kind of slashery just from the, the the few little marketing things I've seen uh, but and some of my friends and I have been talking about it and I, I kind of think A24 purposely misled you misled the audience to think it was a slasher to get those like that feeling when you get in there and Oh shit! They're talking about me. <laughs> like,
2: mm. Oh
3: damn. Okay. <laughs> see, but see, I, I, I don't know if I agree with that though because I, I do think that some movie studios are really bad about mismarketing. But I don't mm. think a twenty. Well, maybe I'm wrong actually. You know, because a twenty four just tend to make their movies more exciting and less deliberately paced in the marketing. I guess. But I, I this is a really it's an anomaly for a twenty four for me because I don't think it fits what I would. Like, if, you, if I'm thinking of A24, it doesn't always fit what that is for me. Like, this is a bit more um, fast-paced and, I don't want to say silly, but, like, it just it has a bit more of an edge to it than some of the more dark and depressing A24 movies that I've seen. Oh, 100, but this is much... I laughed at this, and I don't find myself laughing
1: at much I do mm-hmm. <laughs> which, which I love
0: Do you find hereditary hysterical? What's wrong with I just with laughed talking? the whole time. I mean <laughs> the we ended up I...
4: covering um, we, we did like a YouTube video on A24 horror and it's surprising to go through A24's overall yeah. catalog because of course most of us as horror fans know their horror work but they do a bunch of ones that are like not considered horror, but have Mm -hmm. horrific elements that people then are like, well, this becomes confusing. What is this? Oh, this doesn't fit my A24 horror model because A24 is also producing different types of movies. So for me, Bodies, Bodies, Bodies fits into that because it is smart. Like it's very well made. It's got polish to it and it's very clever, which are things that I would associate with A24. But yeah, like the pacing is different. It's got a way younger cast than most of the rest of their films and so on
1: yeah yes. yeah yes. yeah most of the times yeah like with speaking of laughing at hereditary the only time i laugh at hereditary is when i see the the memes of the football
4: yeah <laughs> i mean we we've managed to like laugh our way past the trauma of that movie oh, but people right. were shook when it came out that's oh so. yeah. my god
3: Sit, sitting in a theater when that girl's head pops off is just like yeah. people just lose their shit.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it was my birthday movie one year, so I was drunk and I thought I knew what I was doing, and I did oh, not know.
2: No.
0: Um, that in surround sound, mm-hmm. no.
3: <laughs> I'm, actually, I'm, I'm really glad the world has come around on that because remember when it first came out, because you know, that and the witch, like the marketing was like pull quotes of like scariest movie ever. It's like blah yeah. blah blah. And people watch it and like, oh that was kind of boring. And I love it now. Like now when I hear people talk about it, like I don't get that. Like people no. always talk about hereditary fog. yeah. But yeah. it oh, takes no. five years. We yeah. need we need like
4: five years to come around on A24 movies. <laughs> <laughs> the hype machine. But I,
1: I will say I, I some somebody brought up the, like, the, like the polish to this film. And I will say the aesthetic of this film was something that I really attached myself to because I really liked, I specifically call it like glow stick horror. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Those scenes of the visual of, uh, of Alice walking around this dark house with just her glow sticks shining on her face. Mm-hmm. I was like, I want more visual things like this that I, I loved it. I thought it was beautiful the whole way through. Yeah. Can you give yeah. me another glow stick horror movie? No, I need more. So if you're <laughs> the one, let me know.
4: So I feel like what what you're talking about we've seen before but just done differently. It it does remind mm-hmm. me of like 80s horror movies where we did a lot of like neon or like black light painting. Mm-hmm. So I almost put this into like weird a, similar aesthetic territory as like Orphan. Or uh, I just rewatch it. Uh, like yeah. so true with
1: the paint on the wall. Yeah. yeah
4: there, I, there was something else where there was like a horror sequence set in like a mini putt that was like glow in the dark and like that kind of stuff where you're just like, oh, okay, we're really playing with different light sources. But I would say the descent is the other one. I think. Mm. of. No.
0: Yeah. Like I'm trying to remember Neon Demon because I I don't remember what all they got into because I'm iffy on that movie.
3: You're just <laughs> you're just thinking that because the yeah. word neon is in the title. Right? I'm
0: like surely these girls went to a party, right? It
4: like, was <laughs> neon and glow sticks. <laughs> right. Yeah. Gold paint maybe. But- Probably. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, they were models. Who knew? Um, I saw it once. I, I don't remember it. <laughs> <I don't laughs> wow Devon
4: is gonna come for you for that comment no
0: a lot of people love it and I was like it was a movie and oh, so I just nah. I don't say anything in public anymore I've <laughs> seen it two
4: or, I've seen it two
3: or three times it's again it's a movie that I can appreciate but I have like I don't feel good when I watch that movie yeah. like, I don't I don't and I get that's the point but like I don't want to have that feeling again <laughs> <laughs>
0: there're just there are some movies that like I, we get it we understand why it's a thing for people but also yeah. it's just not for. Just us, not for like us. That, i saw a movie like that just this weekend at Seho horror fest i was like i i see why everybody loves it but i'm not the audience (laughs) (laughs)
3: yeah it's (laughs) it's important to distinguish right between saying is are you saying this is a bad movie Mm -hmm. or this is not a movie that's meant for me like and that's the hard time hard part about being a critic sometimes because sometimes you have to review movies that are quote-unquote not for you and yeah. you have to come around that bias and find a way to critique the movie fairly while also still offering your opinions, like your valid opinions on it.
4: Yeah. But I found that that was actually the case for a lot of folks with this movie where they were saying like, oh, I'm too old for this movie. I'm not plugged in enough for this movie or like <laughs> these characters are unlikable. They're <laughs> unlikable young women. Okay. I don't like this movie. The fu- go, go ahead, Shrey. Go ahead.
0: That is one of my biggest issues with um, the way people talk about certain movies is that, like, when women are unlikable, we can't connect to it. But when nope. men are unlikable, Mad Men is genius fine. and nope. it's given mm-hmm. all the awards. Like, this movie is sadly like 19 plays. I know by friends I, I have who've written about like yeah. awful girls at brunch. Yeah. And it's always, it's unlikable. We can't produce it. And so I'm happy that this was written by a playwright, Sarah DeLaugh. I see you. Uh, <laughs> she wrote the screenplay. She also did The Wolves for people who follow us and do theater because we have that weird overlap that Because you're weird, <laughs> um, and I, I'm just like living for the fact that like one of the playwrights not only made it through, but they also like got it produced by A24 because right. unlikable yeah. women are fun. I say well, that as a part-time one myself. <laughs> well, <laughs> part-time I, I, I
1: think that women. that's one of the be- best things about this writing. I think for me, I, I love this movie. It's one of my favorite movies of the year. And but there's two real standout stars for me, and one of them is specifically just the writing because yes. Every single one of these characters have unlikable attributes, but they also, each one of them have likable attributes. Like, there were times I liked each and every one of them, and there were times I was like, what the fuck are you doing? You're being a, a complete asshole right now. So, like, I thought the writing was just impeccably done to make, to give you those specific uh, moments of good moments and bad moments from everyone. I
3: Go ahead.
0: Oh, I was just gonna throw in one more thing. Um, most of us, when we were that age, were also not someone we want to hang out with. Like I think back to who I was in my early twenties, and I would not speak to that bitch. And so, like, mind <laughs> if that's what's on screen? Because that's authentic. That's realistic. <laughs>
3: yeah, I, I think hey, for me, the, the, this whole likable character conversation, uh, it's. For, with this movie specifically, I don't really find any of these characters particularly likable with the exception of B, uh, Maria Bakalova's character. However, we are watching a satire, a satire that is critiquing an entire generation of people. And so it's not that... I don't necessarily. Maybe I'll disagree that this, this movie is asking me to empathize with many of these people, mm-hmm. and so that is also where the um, the unlikable character critique never doesn't really apply for me here, because I'm like, yeah, but the movie's critiquing them, and it's it, it is aware that these are not yeah. quote unquote good people. But that being said, did I walk out of this movie going, ooh, I see a lot of myself in some of these characters, and or I know that ex- I know an Alice, I know I know an Emma, you know? So it's it's hilarious to me when people are so quick to say oh the characters were so shitty when in fact they're actually just very realistic characters with flaws exactly
4: 100 yes. well and I, I wonder like why is it that we need our narratives our whatever media we're consuming why is it that we feel the need that to, to have characters that are likable as though Like what, that's that's somehow real life? Like, guess what? Look at the world around us. We're surrounded by people that we don't always get along with that have very relatable flaws. Like... I think it's really weird when we want our our media just like super toned down and like almost sugarcoated in an unnatural way. I get it. It can be hard to watch a movie that has a bunch of characters where you're just like, who do I root for in this? They're all kind of awful. So why do you need to root for someone? Why do you need to root for someone? And also, maybe that's the fucking point. Like, Trace, when you said, oh, I see myself in these characters. I feel like a lot of people when they critique something that says, oh, that person's unlikable. Is it because you don't like that about yourself? Is yes. it that you've had someone yes. that reminds you of that person? And you're like, well, I fucking hate Anne. So fuck this Anne-like character in this movie. 100%. 100%. Yeah. I agree with everything you just said. And and I,
1: and I think Sheree was, brought up a good point. That we hold our female characters to a different standard oh, than we yeah. hold our yeah. male
3: characters yeah. to. Absolutely. Like
1: we um, got into this really great conversation in the episode right before this when we covered X... When I and, uh, we got this conversation about there's a line in that movie where where um, the character says, there are no nice ones. there's no none of the girls are nice because that's not that's just preconceived notion that we put on women or uh, girls, quote unquote, which I kind of hate calling grown ass adult girls. <laughs> but, but like wanting them to be nice girls. or she's if she does porn, she won't be a nice girl anymore. Oh, sure. she'll be a sex worker. And it's like, no, she was never a nice girl. She's just a person who sometimes is nice and sometimes is not.
4: And that's like,
3: because Joe deals with this a lot because of YA, because especially teenage girls, they get the worst. All over. But like like we just watched or not just, but over the summer we covered the Netflix's Resident Evil TV show. And that mm, show mm-hmm. had so much people have so many people complaining that, oh my god, I, I would like it if the if the teenage girls weren't so fucking horrible, which by the way, even they're watching not. it, I was like, these girls they're are fine.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: like they're oh fine. They're teenage girls. <laughs> that was the least of that show's problems. <laughs> that show had no
4: problems. <laughs> I enjoyed it. <laughs> it. It's messy, but yeah, like the girls were not the problem for yeah, sure. Fair. I mean, here's the other thing, though. The one of the issues that people had with that, with that TV show, and I think maybe have with bodies, 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 is they're not just young unlikable women. They're young unlikable women of color. Mm-hmm.
0: That's that's always
1: the missing piece of the puzzle. <laughs> yes, there it is. There it went. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, because I I again I didn't know what this was when I got in. And so as I was cackling through it, I was like, oh my God, do we have a who done it a horror comedy situation with like mostly like women of color? Is yeah. that what we're getting? Am I finally getting this after I've been 25 for almost a decade? Like <laughs> <laughs> I just I just took so many lifetimes. Right. And
1: and not to mention that it's a very queer film. So in a lot of the queer yeah. queerness between these women are not from a male gaze. Mm-hmm. So it's not two girls making out. Out to be like, ooh, look at us, we're sexy. It's just two girls making out because they want to make out. Well, I
3: was gonna say actually question about that though. Mm-hmm. So I mean, like, like, take the opening scene, which I mean, yeah, this movie opens, it's just in your face, like two girls making out, feeling each other up. And this isn't-I'm not trying to trick anyone here, I'm just a genuine question. Let's say you didn't know this was directed by a woman and you watched that scene. Do you think you'd be able to tell, ooh, I could tell a woman directed this because of how this makeout scene was shot?
0: Again, I knew nothing when I went in, but like when I saw that makeout scene, I was like, this doesn't feel male gazy because, mm-hmm. like, if you have. Eli Roth. I'm always dragging him. If like Eli Roth is directing this. Like there's like nips. Uh, we've got like people grinding on the ground, and this is more like these two stepped over to make out, and like one of them is like completely covered because she likes her t-shirts, um, and the other one is not as boobs out as that one critic wanted us to believe this movie was gonna be. Oh, okay, uh, yes. And and so I was like, I don't know if a man has been here yet.
3: I guess <laughs> but I and I, 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 I actually want to continue that conversation then because I'm guessing. So it is if would it, would you feel like that if there was nudity that would feel more male gazy?
0: usually yes i'm not saying that it's always just mm-hmm. the man but 99.9 percent of the time like some dude is like you know i want to see that um whereas like there's more nuance in conversation when there seems to be women usually again someone will let me down because i said that and so i'm saying usually <laughs> what. <laughs>
4: well the interesting thing too for me like i will never forget the moment trace when we had uh nay bevers on our show for showgirls and like there was there was this moment where i was like you know some some of this just feels so lewd and gross like it's really for men and and (laughs) nay was like well i enjoyed this because it was hot women making out so even (laughs) if it was kind of male gazy, as a queer woman i fucking liked it and it's like Mm. oh why do we always default that the spectator in question is a like a heterosexual man who's getting off on this like i i don't know the sexual orientation of the of the creative team of this movie but for all we know like the reason that there's a lot of queerness in here is because maybe they identify as queer so they're like cool i want to put Hot ladies making out in this movie. It's always a thing where it's like a chicken egg scenario for me, where I'm kind of like, I, I mean,
3: look, like, I, I obviously want to see more women. I want to see more queer people like behind the camera and things like that. But then when we're talking about, oh yeah, this scene feels very male gazey. Which I mean, look, I, I have seen uh, Eli Roth. Obviously, yeah. I've seen yeah. male gazey films, <laughs> but it's also a thing to where I'm like, yeah, but I've also seen women direct films that feel. I guess what you would call male gazy because they look it's almost like trashy by 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 comparison but it's a woman directing it so it's the thing where it's like how can you that's how can you tell but what about it what about the scene you were watching makes it feel less male gazy? or is it just the fact that we know it's a woman behind the
4: camera
0: I, I think for me, and again, because I didn't know who was who, I didn't even mm-hmm. know Sarah DeLapp wrote it until the credits started yeah. rolling. Um, but if I don't feel gross, I assume it's not done by a man, sadly. That's my low bar. <laughs> and and no uh, swim, sometimes that's all it is,
3: right? Like it's yeah. a feeling. It's a feeling. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah. Well, if I and- felt gross, I'd be like, dudes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, a lot of the times, at least from my own experience, it feels, and granted, especially with like same sex femme. Sexuality—that's not mm-hmm. something that I am attracted to sexually. So I don't know that I am always picking up on it. But sometimes when it feels just like when I question, does that need to be there? Like, did they really need mm-hmm. to pull her tit out for that
3: scene to work? Then I'm like, it's probably a dude, yeah. probably a straight dude. Let's be real. See, I, I was actually—I was even thinking, I was like, yeah, I guess if like, if they were in their bedroom and there was nudity, it would be more understandable. But they're in the woods, and was like, that's kind of gross. But then I was like, yeah, but when I was a teenager. I had my dick out on
4: multiple occasions in the
3: middle of the woods. So (laughs) I don't, I don't don't know.
4: I mean, I think this is such an interesting way to open a movie. Like Trace and I actually had an extended conversation on our episode because I I did find this a little confronting. I was like, "We're opening this movie, we barely know these characters, and it's a lot of sex and sex but, noises." Yeah, but. it's a lot. Of but noises. I
1: think it's important to establish that relationship between right. Sophie and B, right? That's your name, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. if that if you don't believe that relationship, the rest of the movie makes no sense so you've well, got to
4: establish that early and i I think it's partially that but also i think it's a bit of like a shots fired to the audience like this is going to get you ready are you in the right mind space for this it is going to make you feel uncomfortable it is maybe going to push your buttons and also it's giving you yeah that character insight like you need to know these two uh women are together that they're like sexually unapologetic and then they're on their way to this party where it's like are you ready for more of this because we got about another hour and 20 minutes
0: I I agree with that because it was definitely a moment that felt like if you're a Mima and you're conservative and you're voting (laughs) against everybody else in this theater you might want to leave now
4: oh Oh, you came in for the A24 branding guess what we got young women kissing aggressively for like Mm. two minutes
0: yeah that's all there is to say about that Well. Um, (laughs) (laughs)
3: Where do I want to go next? Because honestly, my thing is like the whole thing where it's like we're watching a. we can do spoilers now, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. We're watching a murder mystery where there is no murder in place. Uh, mm-hmm. And I love that about this movie, but I can also see someone coming to this well, and having the ending be like, well, that was anticlimactic as fuck. Um,
1: it, but, well, It's I, not that there's not a murder it. in place. There's Everyone's a murderer. They all murdered somebody.
3: Well, Sorry, all, the but... initial murder was not a murder. In place. Right. There we go. So yeah. and so the who done it aspect is kind of lost. But but again, like I, I think I've said this before, like this movie feels like Twitter personified, yes. where everyone hundred like, stu- percent something something happens and people uh, take it the wrong way or misunderstand it. And then it blows up and everyone piles on and everyone gets really angry. And then, oops, everyone's like lives, uh, Twitter profiles, self-implode or implode or whatever. And then it's like, oh, wait, it was all over
4: nothing. Nothing.
0: (laughs) And I, again, I am not a Pete Davidson fan. And so I was like, oh, no, he's going to be there. But I think this is the best use of him. Right. And Mm -hmm. for that character's journey, especially for us to find out he did it to himself doing dumb shit. It was just like, this is on brand. Not, it was like a, a comment on commenting with, on the comment. When that like,
3: video started, yeah. my friends and I were like, "He did not. He did not." <laughs> yeah. he did not just I, I, I will say, so I good. don't. I don't have strong opinions on I know a lot of people really fucking hate him. I don't. I don't. I don't. Like, I don't really. I don't know his inner life outside of like he dated Ariana Grande. Ariana Grande. He apparently has a huge dick, and he's on Saturday Night Live. That I do find him very room. attractive, <laughs> but he joins the ranks of actors because this. This to me is a role that is parodying his. Public persona. I think so. I immediately have a respect for any yeah. actor that will take a role like this. And so whatever shitty things he may or may not have done in the past, I'm, I have no strong opinions on Davidson, but I was like, you know what? Good for you for taking on this role that is clearly aping what your public persona is.
0: Listen, <laughs> I was like, oh my God, has he had depth this whole time secretly? I don't want to get my hopes too high up. Um, but like, I, I definitely was like, oh no, I have to say something nice about Pete Davidson. <laughs> <laughs>
1: right. I, yeah, so- I, earlier, I said there were two stars or two shining points for me from this movie. One of them was the writing, mm-hmm. but the other one is—and I hope I say her name correctly—but Rachel Sinou, Sinou, Sinet, Sinet, Sinet. I should be that anyway. Uh, Alice, has she from these jump, I was cackling with her, like especially the line, "I am an ally."
4: <laughs> oh, I mean, I, like, every line is I... gold. Like every <laughs> line reading is like, how are you making me laugh this hard with such? A, just a basic line of dialogue. I don't understand. He was a
0: veterinarian.
4: <laughs> I, 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 that,
0: it's the podcast rant that like. me. Oh, I mean, that oh, one yeah. hits
4: a little close to home. Do you <laughs> I, know how long it takes to book guests?
0: To build a following. I <laughs> um,
3: <laughs> uh, see. For me, it's it's the oh my god, my mom. My mom has bipolar. Oh my, god, I'm so. I've never told anyone this, but I have body dysmorphia. <laughs> oh, Alice, <laughs> shut up. Um, yeah, Senate. Have y'all seen Shiva Baby? I've really? not yet. Okay, oh, so okay. so Shiva Baby is is what broke Rachel Senate out like that. So that came out last year. Again, it's really, it's like a seventy five minute movie, but the, it's basically about um, a, a Jewish girl who uh, is having an affair with one of her T, TAs, I think, or maybe it's a professor. But she has to go to a shiva, which is like a funeral, uh, and, or like the post funeral or whatever. Yeah. Um, and, bas- and basically, the guy that she's fucking shows up with his wife <laughs> and the whole movie takes place at the shiva in this house as she has to deal with it and it is it's very so like, funny. cringe, but awkward comedy.
4: It's, I'm going to watch it. That.
3: It's, yeah, it's a <laughs> dramedy, but it's filmed and shot like a horror movie. Like, I've never felt more anxious watching a movie than I was Shiva Baby, but she is the star. And so when I when I walked into this movie, again, knowing nothing about it, I was like, oh, it's Shiva Baby girl. And lo and behold, she's the best part of the fucking movie. <laughs> okay. I, every Every line she had, I was dying. Okay.
0: Like she's amazing. She's like the Rose Nyland of this Not Golden Girls group. <laughs> and I, of course, you love Rose Nyland, and like everything she did was just amazing. Plus, she's the reason that Lee Pace's character enters the chat. I'm just gonna say it. I I've been a Lee Pace fan since I was a baby. Um, mm-hmm. I love all of his like I want an Oscar someday performances, and he should have an Oscar. But also seeing him play a himbo and just have yes. fucking fun. Yes. Yes, more of this, please. Let him have more fun. I what? love
1: to watch like acclaimed actors just ha- just in these have silly fun. roles. Yeah. I also have to say another line that I laughed really hard at was, "He's a Libra rising. <laughs> He's a <No>.
3: Libra. <laughs> how long have you known him for? Like a really long time. Die. Like <laughs> two weeks."
4: <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing is, is that she's not a stupid character. No, it's just that she doesn't know how other people think that she's stupid
3: but 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 yeah. I, but that's the, but again she's trying to mold her behavior on how people she thinks people want her to act yes. and again so this is twitter it's, it's so twitter. yeah it's, it's she's very performative it's all twitter right. and again it does come partly from a good place but it's also partly selfish which is like no i want to be the like look the best because i she's a people pleaser to a fault and so that's why like actually i walked out and i was like i see a lot of myself in alice like alice mm-hmm. is the one that reminds me the most of myself but the funny, but the thing is, though, here's the thing: I can laugh about that yes. about myself. Right. Whereas some people are going to watch this and be like, "I feel personally attacked," and not realize that's why they're not liking this movie. But mm-hmm. that is why they're not liking this movie.
0: <laughs> At the end of the day, just accept
3: this- your analysis. Just accept it. <laughs> At the end of the
0: day. <laughs> All of these characters are friends because of the images they have of each other in their heads. Like they all want to be in this group and this is how the group moves because they're all rich. Um, which is why when one of them gets sober, they're like, well, We can't stop what we're doing. Let's open
3: the champagne for her. She's like, I'm sober. I'm going to tell you right now, if you're anxious and you're feeling in a stressful situation, you don't want to be doing a boatload of cocaine.
1: (laughs) (laughs) They kept doing
0: it too. And I was like, what the fuck are you
2: doing? Oh, yeah. People are dying.
0: It makes sense for the way the body's stacked up because if you're doing coke and you're getting more jittery and things are getting more heightened, of course you're like, I'm extra paranoid. stubborn. Honestly.
3: The one thing is where I'm like, oh, I wish that I wish it would have happened a different ways. I I hate it when characters um fight or they argue with while holding a gun. Cause I'm yeah. like, well, someone's about to get accidentally shot. That that is the one thing where I'm like, ah, I just wish I, I don't mind that Rachel Sinek gets shot, but I will sit that seeing <laughs> it in the theater. <laughs> It, 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 so when I saw this at South by the first by, shot's funny
2: the second yeah, the one not, not not funny, but yeah.
3: the second one but no when I saw this at South by I'm in the, this giant ass theater with like a thousand seats um, because it's like one of the big downtown theaters in Austin when they reveal that Rachel Sinnott dies the entire theater does this oh <laughs>
2: because
3: <laughs> we didn't want her to be out of the movie
4: <laughs> well and I I do feel like it's a a little bit of a problem with this film. So I think the three of you are a little bit higher on this than I am. Like, I like this movie. I don't love it. I don't think it's going to be in my top 10 of the year. Mm. I, I deeply respect the screenplay and all of these actors, but I do feel like the film almost runs out of steam and I don't know if it's just because Senate is so fucking good that when Alice dies, it feels like we have popped the balloon and it's the movie is deflating slowly. Yeah. But also, I just find Sophie and B less interesting than everybody I, else.
3: I will say that I did timestamp this because I, I hadn't been able to do that because I saw it in theaters before. Um, right. I did, so Pete Davidson dies like literally halfway through the movie. So it takes a oh, while wow. to okay. have him. When Alice dies, there are 15 minutes left. Okay. Hmm. But but it feels longer. It feels
2: longer. Yeah. <laughs>
0: The second time around, because I saw it once in theaters and once on a plane, because that's 2022. Um, second time around, I was like, Some of this could be trimmed, but like the first time I didn't notice, I was cackling over things. And so I'm like, right. When I watch it again, I'll hear some more jokes. There are no more jokes. And so that's like my one note is that we could trim some stuff, but also, like, it's just such a fucking good time. It's hard to catch that the first time through. But yeah. I
3: see what you're saying, Joe. It's kind of the thing where it's like, I, I personally don't care about B and Sam's Sophie's relationship. I, I, and it, I, I, I I get that there are focus, but the problem is, yeah, we have such an amazing, hilarious character played by Rachel Sennett, and it's a combination of her of the char- the way she's written and the, her performance. She was always going to be the funniest character. The problem is, yeah, when she dies, like, we kind of are out of the humor of the film, right. and we are mm-hmm. going into, like, oh, God, like now yeah. I have to be invested in this Sophie B. drama, and I'm not quite.
1: Yeah. And I think that's why they tried to give us a...
4: Like a romantic triangle kind of...
1: Yeah. Well, and because she died, what's the uh, what's the other girl's name? The one that's got the gun. Jordan
3: Jordan. uh, Jordan, Jordan. Jordan.
1: She dies pretty soon after that too. Like she doesn't last much longer, maybe five more minutes or so. So the last big chunk is just Sophie and B. Right. I'm also like B, you should have been done with Sophie when she lets you when she let her friends
3: kick you out of the house
4: that or, scene but, but that's why i
3: think you know, I, th- I actually and like i don't like it a lot more in a rewatch but i actually liked it a little bit more in a rewatch because once you know that yeah. all of this is over nothing mm. <laughs> yeah. it, it kind of turns what isn't a comedy on my first watch into a comedy because you are watching these people lose their shit mm. and so that, that's where the last 15 minutes like i don't i don't dislike them as much as i did on the first watch because i was like oh but it's funny because again they're freaking out over Nothing. There's no one. There's no harm here except for themselves,
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> which is again a lot of the Twitter discourse. Uh, in most
3: days. <laughs> well, and you know, I we say
1: this is because I think it is very Twitter specific and millennial Gen Z specific. But like those people that say they're too old to get this movie, mm-hmm. these archetypes have been there, yeah, forever. So you just don't get the language. You just don't get the lingo. And if that's the case, then say that. Don't say there's no way a Gen Gen X or a boomer could understand
3: it. She's been there. I have seen that argument from people, and I'm like, this movie is making fun of the generation you were claiming to despise. So... If anything At the very
4: least, you should be enjoying the fact that they come off looking stupid.
3: Yeah. Like like this movie is actually should be meant more for people that aren't Gen Z because it's making fun of them. If anything, the fact that Gen Z has embraced this movie is showing that they have a way better sense of humor than any other generation does. <laughs> what is it?
0: There is this thing among the audiences of specifically certain ages and certain demographics, where if you do like a random like walk by something and you don't see yourself front and center, you can't get into it and you can't relate and you don't understand and you make up excuses that are really fucking thin. Um, And that's why I'm on three podcasts regularly. (laughs) I feel like it's part of that argument. It's, I don't see this being about me, so I can't. And it's like, but have you hit play, Mary? And Mary's like, no.
2: But, that's, no, but that's, I where I, that's
3: where i guess that we as queer people can be like yeah but i, re- I growing up i very rarely saw myself on screen or if uh, a person yeah. of color should be like, i very rarely <laughs> saw myself on screen so yeah. i i was raised watching people that i didn't identify with so therefore mm-hmm. we're fine yeah. with it but the people who have always had people they identify with on screen now they're kind of like Meh. it's just
4: a, <laughs> it's a really hard time for them right now okay <laughs> they're not getting as many movies the two for straight
1: them. cis white
4: dudes died first
2: but... Like,
0: <laughs> no. No. it's too woke it's too woke <laughs> oh, we saw
4: that 100% leveled against this film like
0: yeah
4: it's too feminist it's too queer it's too woke and you're just like okay well maybe it's not for you i'm sure duck dynasty is on somewhere Listen. I, I
3: really, there needs to be a parody podcast that just goes through like classic like hetero cinema and they're just like like let's say it's woke but like the opposite you know where it's like oh my god like do they have to force these Straight people kissing on us all the time. Oh, right. like do a podcast about like a parody like that. Like just make yeah. that happen, and it'll be really funny.
0: Let, let's <laughs> right. do it. Let's start with when Harry met Sally to be like, I think it would have been interesting. <laughs> I hadn't gotten together. I <laughs> another think
3: straight couple. Oh, there's another one. <laughs> yeah. Why are they
1: running, Why are they
3: rubbing my face in it? God, wasn't that sappy music? Oh God, they really want me to want these people to get together, then. <laughs> right.
4: But it's it's really <laughs> weird to see. Like, so I'm not on TikTok, so this is anecdotal, secondhand, but. But I have seen people saying, like, even a bunch of queer people on TikTok, the youngins, are are increasingly getting sort of incense where it's like, well, this isn't incredibly politically correct. It's not woke, like, or it's not woke enough. And as a result, we need to cancel its ass. And you're just like, this movie. So we're living in this day. And I don't know about this movie specifically, no. but, like, basically anything that is not, like. Yeah hitting all of the socially appropriate standards. So I'm like, yeah. so we've got the people on one side saying everything is too woke and then we've got the people on the other side saying, oh, well, it's like not woke enough. It needs to do better. It's just like or we all need to push back from our computers and go for a fucking walk in the woods. It's it's
3: yeah. just Talk the thing where it's like person. everything has to get it. I, I, I speak solely for queer cinema here where it's like anytime a movie comes out, like it's the first queer movie to do this. It's like, cool everyone's going to walk in like, all right, you, you better uh, you better make sure you get you every You better fucking... check
4: those fucking boxes. I've
3: got it right. And so, I mean, like, that's why I look at, you know, like, Bros had that issue this year, although I think Bros is very successful at it. But, like, they slashed them earlier this year, which, again, I don't think is a particularly good movie. I think it does a lot of interesting things, but it's a mess. But a lot of people were incensed about that movie so because it incensed. got so many things, quote-unquote, wrong.
1: Well, and I think <laughs> a lot of that, too, is... Cause you, and you bring up TikTok, which a lot of TikTok... Not all TikTok, but a lot of TikTok users are younger people. And, you know, they have, there's just a lot of growing to do in that kind of where we're at in culture or whatever. Cause like when Shrey was talking about this film and like, she wouldn't have talked to her, you know, she wouldn't be friends with her 20 year old self. At first, when I watched this movie, I was like, Why the fuck are they having a party in a hurricane? Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh, but I did throw a party because during they're a stupid dumb dubs who
4: don't know any better. Wait, yeah, I, I was like,
1: I did throw a party during a blizzard, so maybe I shouldn't judge. Like, Sheree, but I you think think I- you're 25, you said, right? Yeah, no. I'm 25
3: for a while, so I've been
0: waiting for this movie for
3: a very long time. I know, I, I just, I just, I, I wouldn't be friends with myself when I was 20, like you're 25. I was like, Sheree, yeah. wait till you're 30, and then you said. <laughs> I would never imagine myself when I was 25 like as someone who has that exact same thought
0: (laughs) right listen I I think that there's this thing where a lot of people just they forget that they were not perfect they're not perfect today but they're just like I was always the best it's like you weren't you were an asshole you Mm -hmm. were drinking out of red solo cups and vomiting on your friends and like (laughs) you
4: were doing a bunch of blow in front of your friend who's trying to stay sober
0: listen again like this friend group is a very realistic friend group to a certain point because we've all been in a toxic friend group and we wanted to fit in and we weren't the best versions of ourselves because that's what was going on and again like it's a movie to like it's like a time capsule almost to be like i remember when i was awful (laughs) we didn't have this much fun but i remember those days get them kids (laughs) we didn't have a house
3: this big nobody don't like to reflect people don't like to they don't like it when their entertainment is causing them to reflect that that's a big issue Uh, people if you're in therapy sure You're in the mindset for it but if you're going to see um popcorn
4: entertainment no you don't want to be have a mirror held up to your face right i think again that that's almost the a24ness of it right where we went in thinking we were going to get a slasher with young kids and instead we get this thing where it's like oh here's a mirror on you and all of your toxic friend groups and maybe you when you were younger and maybe you how you are right now yeah you maybe suck a little bit and that's confronting <laughs> people don't like that
0: no one wants the truth because they have to deal with it in theory exactly <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nice.
4: thank you for coming to bodies 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 on your checkout please uh, make sure to get a voucher for free therapy because you probably need it <laughs> probably <laughs> right. just a little or i i actually want to meet the people who are like loving
3: like yeah bitch like do that cocaine like do more value <laughs>
4: I mean, Trace, wasn't that you where you were just like, oh my God, they've got so much cocaine. That party would be lit.
3: This (laughs) movie... Did make me want to do. Except, <laughs> I have historically done cocaine in my youth, um, and when I was a teenager, and I was smoking cigarettes when I was in high school and college, it was the thing where I was like, if I saw a movie where people were smoking. I just instinctively just wanted a cigarette. It, it, when I did a lot of cocaine earlier in my life, uh, I I would always like see co- pe- cocaine in movies. And be like, oh, I want cocaine. This movie had that where I was like, God, I really just want some cocaine right now. <laughs>
4: I mean, this movie has all the... I'm actually surprised that it doesn't go harder into the drug front. Like... I know that they seem to sort of center it on coke, which is historically mm. a rich person thing. But then I was like, apart from that, it's really just the booze in the pot. Cake, no, right. You know, because the thing is this though, cocaine is a lot more
3: commonplace than you would think. Right. Literally you walk into a gay bar bathroom and it's, you hear it in the stalls. Like I, I had a friend that called it like, um, he had a name for it. He was like, I was like, what is it? <laughs> oh, that's that's the sound. Like when you walk into the bathroom of a gay bar, and you just hear all the sniffing because everyone's doing coke. <laughs> <laughs> It's
1: wild yeah i was gonna say
4: i could actually see a gay version of this film existing very easily yeah like, absolutely archetypes oh. and... yeah.
1: yeah i think yeah i think that's the i think that's kind of the, the beauty of this film and like i said earlier these archetypes of these characters while yes they're very young and very Gen Z, very millennial mind like lingo that they're using you could set this in 1970 and cast some 30 year olds, and it would be the same shit. They would just be saying it differently. Like, you know.
0: That's what Mary wants is do a couple groovies so she knows he's invited to the party. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Let's give her that movie.
1: (laughs) Right, right.
4: What's interesting, too, that this movie basically gets rid of social media by virtue of the storm. There's no cell phones, there's no landline and stuff. So we basically just take it out of time. So that we don't have to worry about it dating badly, so it just becomes a movie about a bad group of friends caught in a dangerous situation. But
3: but, but their dialogue is, is as very... if the screenwriter went on Twitter and just plucked yeah. tweets
1: off. Of well, the and internet. a lot of the times they are like it's still affecting what they do. Like they're filming TikToks they're going to put on TikTok. Yeah. After mm-hmm. the storm, you know that's why he's filming himself.
3: Right.
0: <laughs> like. <laughs> I really loved, like, the phones being taken out because that's an ongoing problem in movies now because, like, mm-hmm. just get your cell phone out. Uh, and so, like, it, it made... Oh my god it made b feel even more of an outsider because she didn't even call her mom who was her one contact issue she had and it also helped us like see sophie be even more isolated because her friends are now just like we're still doing drugs sorry about your life um and so i'm like oh no they are both outsiders (laughs) they're (laughs) not gonna like work together
3: (laughs) whenever senate and uh pete davidson first go to do their they've already done cocaine clearly throughout the night but when they're like i have to go it's um something really important that is absolutely a coke habit thing where That's you're like, I'm in my group of friends. But I'm gonna go tell, I'm gonna go do my line of coke, but I don't want to tell you I'm doing coke because I don't want to think I'm a Coke head. So I'm gonna go make up a lie
4: that <laughs> everyone implicitly already knows. Yes, that everyone lying. fucking knows. <laughs> really code.
0: Really code. I was like, is it what kind of Because It was like, okay, more coke. That's fair. What? Right.
3: Right. <laughs> That That's, like, it's, it, God, I've told you this before, but it's, I went to a dinner party once, and one of the girls there was, like, if there's one thing I've learned from turning 30, it's that way more people do cocaine than I ever thought. Like, everyone does cocaine. And I was, like, well, not everyone. But, yes, a lot of, it's, it's a lot more casually used, in my experience, than I ever would have thought. Because, again, like, when I was a kid, it was, like, I'm never going to inject something, I'm never going to snort anything. And I Those still have I never remember. injected anything. I've never injected anything. But... <laughs>
4: success rate
3: (laughs) yeah there you go Um, but no I mean it's so funny because like whenever you do cocaine it's a thing where it's like all of a sudden like people that uh, uh, you'll notice a lot of your friends actually
2: (laughs) but Trace this is
4: all from when you were a kid right it's a long time ago late 20s like
0: I only did it one time um, and it's because I was in the darkest time of my life I was in Texas and so <laughs> I did I one fun time.
3: doing it but
0: <laughs> I, I, I had just been very sad in my grad program as I am um, and I was like you know what they're doing this I'm gonna do it and it was like the babiest fucking bump like it, it shouldn't even count but like I clearly does because it's coke, but it was the biggest bump. I did it and was like, chubby people die on this. What the fuck am I doing? And I regretted it immediately. <laughs> and then I sat around these people who wouldn't stop talking at me. And then the next day I woke up with like the snot in my throat, and I was like, never
2: again.
3: <laughs> I am not endorsing cocaine use, but if you did a bump and your immediate like thought was regret, you didn't do
4: enough cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying you need to go back and do an adult bump
2: as so right.
0: research. <laughs> Be like Mysterious Charge, the Patreon.
2: (laughs) uh,
4: Charge it to Mary Beth, be like uh, the top five films that get cocaine use wrong in horror.
3: Hi. No, because it, it's been a lot. I feel like horror movies are using it. Mean, we saw X. X has so much cocaine in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, There's so a lot much. of cocaine in horror nowadays. Like It's, it's just a go to drug.
0: <laughs> Look, it might be nominated for a chainsaw award next year. If it's next <laughs> going Best <laughs> performance
4: by cocaine in a horror film. Oh my God. <laughs> Best coke scene. <laughs> There's probably <laughs> some quality content uh, out there. This film better be nominated. That's all I gotta say.
0: My next streaming guide, Where the Coke Lives. <laughs> oh my god. A lot of 824. They,
1: yeah. Just, that is they, they just constantly went back to like drugs of some kind. Like they find Emma like covered in blood covered in her bed and I was, they're like you want some value
3: but that's <laughs> the commentary right though because none of these people are dealing with the conflict head on they are no. all fine they're self-medicating literally yep. to avoid the conflict even though they're right. all conf- conf- like in conflict the entire fucking movie yeah right. and
1: oh. you know it, going back to you know the whole like twitter metaphor like the idea of Lee Pace's character, they think he's a vet, so he's got PTSD and he's dealing with all this shit. <laughs> he's a fucking festival. It's, it's a mis- fucking best
4: joke. It's such like it's an under the radar joke that hits so fucking hard.
1: But how much time do you do people say things on Twitter that someone takes completely in a different direction and then you're yeah. like, Well shit. I had the same thing happen to me recently. I, like, I had to clarify. I did not mean this. That's but why also, do
4: why I... do I have to clarify to you, random internet fucktard, I don't know.
2: Mm-mm.
3: Nope, that's why my Twitter is specifically, like, promoting us and me tweeting about things that I like or that I'm doing. I used to, like, interject myself and, like, like I don't do poly— I, I-, I sometimes feel bad because I'm, like, I have a platform. I should be able—I should be more, like, vocal about my thoughts. But I'm also, like, but I don't want to do that on Twitter because um, I don't want to invite that kind of negativity onto my feed. And I realize it maybe makes me like less of a responsible ally or um, activist or whatever. But that's what the podcast is for. So you can listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't put it on Twitter because I don't want the uh, millions of randos okay. coming to attack me and like, affect my mental health. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm Be usually sure, very get careful. a
0: lot of comments on your podcast from people who <laughs> probably oh, don't want to talk to them.
3: Well, because, but here's the thing though, because, because the people that would come attack me on Twitter aren't going to listen to a two hour episode of our podcast. <laughs> no. They don't want to have a conversation. They want to just tell you what they think.
4: Exactly. exactly. Well, and, and that's where I think this film is actually doing a really good job of representing that as well. Like to me, I, I actually like Emma the best as a character. Yeah. Like or I do, I do few, think, yeah, she's sometimes playing a part to get what she wants. You know, the fact that everyone calls out like, she's an actress. That's what she does. She acts but it's hard a gambler it's <laughs> <laughs> a good recurring gig as well but right. like there's there's a lot of times where she tries to say something and people refuse to validate her her feelings or her experiences like they don't actually want to engage with the things that she's saying and then of course she's like dramatic so she she cries a lot but it's <laughs> an interesting part of that friend dynamic right she's
3: the one i want more from in this movie so when yeah. she dies actually that, that's the one where i'm kind of like oh like i mean i know why because like, again like she she literally just trips and falls like that is her yeah. death and, like um, leaves
4: bloody smears all down the wall as, <laughs> as she goes but uh but yeah no she, <laughs> she literally I, I, had the staircase
3: death she's but... <laughs> the most underserved i think in this yeah. film as a character
4: I mean, I also, I have a soft spot for the actress because um, I watched her in an HBO Max show called Generation. That was really good. It had Justice Smith in it. And mm. it was like, it it was pretty boundary-pushing. I never finished it, though. It, it's really good. You can't find it anymore because HBO Max took it off their site well, because you, they're HBO. assholes. <laughs> I'm not finishing that show. She's <laughs> said Daniel is not real.
0: Yeah. I need to see that still.
4: Oh, Oh, sure, That's a good one.
3: It must be a tiny part because she is, like, billed literally last.
4: (laughs) But I I think she's, like, a really interesting actor. Like, I find her incredibly empathetic even when she's doing things where you're just, like, I shouldn't like you because you're you're being a diva. You're crying. It's annoying, whatever. But it's, like, that actress is very good at getting those emotional reactions out of you. She doesn't do anything
3: outright reprehensible in this film. I think that that that's where that's coming from for you too.
0: Yeah, right. Like she's just in the group, like you know the group is toxic, but that's how they function. That is like. Mm-hmm. The- they're not a coven. Um, they are a pack. That's what I'm looking for. They are a pack. Right. Um, they are a pack of bitches. There was a reality show I watched um for the top of the pandemic, and they were like, We're a pack of bitches. And like me and my like roommates held on to that. And I want to bring it around for this because they are just like a pack of bitches to each other, and they think that they're all amazing, but like together they're like talking about people behind their backs. Yeah. Um, they're doing coke in front of their friend who's sober, they're mad their friend's sober, but also <laughs> talk to her parents to be like, cut her off. Please get sober. Um, like the the backbiting, the infighting, it, it's such a good time. <laughs> yeah. I know we have to get into hot takes because otherwise we'll be here all night and we can't do that because it is a night of Chucky and other conflicts. But mm-hmm. I have, I'm going to try and put these two thoughts together. It's hair. First off, I love that Jordan did not shave pits because um, whenever we see like women not biting people, we need to be like hairless because nobody says because. <laughs> Let them have hair. Yay, I love that. Yeah. While I'm on the hair topic, we can talk about Sophie's hair because, like, I was confused by those braids, but I was huh? like, maybe I'm missing something. And then I sat in a clubhouse with other black women who saw this movie and love this movie, but were also concerned about those braids because they were different thicknesses and different lengths. Oh. And we were like, is this something she did to herself? And we just didn't get that story. Like, what if you,
3: like you were talking to three white men right now? And we were all like, what's wrong with her braids?
0: <laughs> I, I, I was elaborate. like, is it
4: the coloring? Is
2: it. <laughs>
0: Big screen because we're looking at her and it's like she's a gorgeous actor um mm-hmm. and so like she almost gets away with it but like on closer to inspection you're just like why does none of this match like what is wrong with all of this
3: because she's a rebel <laughs>
4: <Listen>. <laughs> I, I do think that's actually a little bit apt because i wouldn't have been surprised if maybe this was like she got out of rehab this is not the priority she's like trying to quote unquote do better for herself. So she's like, yeah, it's not about the appearances. Like I've had myself someone who makes me happy and I'm just trying to like do that thing.
0: Yeah. No, yeah. cause we definitely were talking about that in that clubhouse and we were like, maybe it is a call for help, but we just didn't unpack that. Because again, like if you go through the hours of braiding your hair, <laughs> you want them to be somewhat uniform or as uniform Wait, as possible.
3: You do that yourself.
0: Some people do. I would never. Um, A lot of times people have it pay somebody else to do it and it's a few hours.
4: They've got a person. It's a long process. So to get it wrong would be like, well, I'm not paying for this shit. I've (laughs)
3: seen my sister do it in Jamaica. (laughs)
4: That (laughs) That is the whitest fucking thing you've said. (laughs) 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 (laughs)
0: Last name is episode. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
4: I mean, to be fair to your sister, there was a girl who, like, came back in middle school who was also like, oh. I went to Jamaica over the holidays, and she came back with the braids, and you're like, you are white. But, like, you don't say that because, well.
3: I, I mean, uh, ba- basically, my sister would get there, and she'd sit there for fucking two or three hours as they fucking did that to her hero. My dad and I went off and, like, did anything else on that island. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, but yeah. Take forever. It take forever. Yeah. I've seen, I've seen some of my friends go in in the morning and come out in the evening, and I'm like, that wasn't even. You didn't get paid for that double shift. You just sat there.
1: So <laughs> yeah, oh. like six. I've heard like six, eight hours. I'm like, God, that's yeah. a work day. That is a yeah. work day.
0: Yeah. That's Depending oh, on they on textures and everything else yeah i just and so like usually they match and so i'm i'm wondering if this is what she did to herself when she was in rehab like right. what, i thought that stuff. too
1: while you were talking i was like yeah. maybe this is a rehab yeah. that just hasn't been fixed so that's why it's bad
0: that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's the story i've told myself so i can sleep at night because i was like why <laughs> <laughs> so like, did this I to was, you yes i was like we have another murderer out there <laughs> we didn't have
1: an actor on to be like look girl what is that hair and she'll be like, listen, they Ooh. did it to me to be like, I'm so sorry. You do
4: need to be careful about her, though. She will pick a fight with you. <laughs>
2: listen,
0: listen, I mean, that one critic kind of deserved it. Oh. And I'm happy to see it go
4: down. Justified fight, yes, because yes. that <sighs> critic was a fucking idiot. But... I will
3: say that both of them were kind of in the wrong there. They were coming um, off not well. No, neither yeah, neither one of them came off well. Uh, but, it, but the critic was worse because she used it to get clout. Mm. So that is, yeah, that it, oh God. Um, but here's oh, the funny
4: thing. In like six months, we will have forgotten all about it. Well,
3: <laughs> yeah. unle- unless that critic's TikToks keep making the rounds because oh I did see her TikToks and she is a cunt. Um,
0: <laughs> but she is. Or they but, are. I don't actually know pronouns because somebody in that conversation was non-binary and I'm
3: Amandla non-binary.
4: is non-binary.
0: Thank you. Um, uh, so
3: yeah. Always going to be Rue from Hunger Games for me, but sure. Yeah. Um, I yeah no no that 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 critic though like her fucking tiktoks are like I am a naturally gifted writer I didn't have any it it was like if you want to see privilege incarnate uh go watch those tiktoks of her that made the rounds it makes her and the shitty thing I can't believe it I can't believe anyone would be comfortable releasing that video of themselves ever she has no shame she clearly thought it was a good idea and it is horrible
4: it's not even true sure
0: yeah no i i love it because like after she did that people were like let's go see who she is um and it turns out she was in new york times so early because was it her father was an mm-hmm. editor and i was like i mean i guess if my dad wasn't of to new york times i could also be in there so it's not because sure. of talent baby
3: <laughs> <So> like- <laughs> i've always been a naturally gifted analysis of art i was like right
4: fuck yourself.
3: Oh
0: she God. went to,
4: like, super fancy private schools and stuff. It's like baby's first nepotism.
0: Right? No. What and was... to, like, come into a movie to be like, it's about the boobs. I'm like, what? I, my mind was just blown. Like, blurty, almost, we couldn't record because we kept talking about it <laughs> the day we tried to bring it up. And I was like, we have to record. We've been here for an hour dragging this person. We need to drag this person on our recording so we can I was going to say, you was. should
4: have just been like, guys, I'm it just recording.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <gonna start> <laughs> all right, y'all.
1: Well, let's get to our hot takes. Let's hear some hot takes about this
3: film. Uh, Joe or Trace, who wants to go first? I, I don't really. I, the thing is, I don't have a hot take about this film because I think that my opinion is right. Um, so... <laughs> <laughs> That's the hottest hot take of all. I love it. No, I just think it's a really funny film. Uh, my, my hot take is people that think that, that this movie is bad because the characters are unlikable or fucking idiots and they need to just, like, go do some self-reflection and maybe go to therapy. Like, it is just, like, I think this movie is really funny and the fact that the characters are unlikable is kind of the point.
2: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
4: yeah. My hot take for this film is I'm excited to see us exploring this kind of, like, unlikable character, but specifically female characters. And uh, I think it's a testament that we're continuing to see this emerging trend. Wow. Emerging trend. More acceptable We're starting to see... No, we're starting to see more female creatives who are being given like a broader kind of carte blanche to explore really interesting topics. Mm. And I want to see that continue. Even if I didn't love this movie, I like the direction that we're going in because mm. I think it's making for more interesting storytelling.
1: Yeah. Yes. And I, mine piggybacks off of that a little bit because so for me, this this film, X, and I think another film that thematically and like stylistically fits this film really well, Sissy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, My top oh, yeah. three non-franchise uh, horror films of the year. And I think, especially with this film and Sissy, really shows that we need more women, specifically women of color and queer people, directing and writing films. Because like, and given an the opportunity to write more diverse things in their films and doing more tackling more themes and, ta- and talking about more things because they do it. And I've been impressed with those two films and i love them so much
0: that's my favorite song and this is probably the last time x won't be considered a franchise because with pearl and maxine right. well, that's I, true that window girl you just got that window that's i got her. it i got it in i got it in <laughs> <laughs> um, my hot take is this is another comedy murder mystery situation that i think is better than knives out but i think people love the knives out cast and so they won't right. let it go because like i think that like this ready or not and even where it was within did things differently and was more exciting and harder to figure out who did it whereas knives out i'm like oh this is what happened and then i oh. sat there enjoying the performances <laughs> I, I
2: i
3: i'm actually i i i don't necessarily disagree with you but I, what i actually do like so i was thinking about knives out while i was watching this too is because i think that both knives out and this are whodunits
2: Mm-hmm.
3: That take a very different approach to how it's done, and right. also the resolution of it. Because the thing with Knives Out is, you know who the murderer is at the end of Probably the first early. act in that movie. Yeah. So again, we have that, and then we have this movie, which in which there isn't a murder. I'm sorry, there isn't an initial murder. Um. <laughs> so on that level, I actually that's why I like both this and Knives Out so much, is because it it it's giving us the the setup for what we want in a whodunit, but then completely subverting our expectations about what a whodunit is and can be.
4: Right.
0: Yes. Yes. No. I, I just find these more exciting, but I, I think that a lot of times we get in our head about, well, that's Jamie Lee Curtis, um, and so we don't give other movies the same shake. Like most of my right. friends, I've had to make watch Ready or Not. They saw Knives Out, and like they both come out around the same time, and they seem similar enough. And so people are like, I'll watch that one. Like. Watch this one, though. <laughs> right. And so I, I hate when people do that. But also, I mean, it's name brand versus store brought a lot of the time for people when they're giving their money. And I respect that. But also, there are better movies um,
1: out there. But <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Uh, that So that is our thoughts on Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Thank you so much, Joe and Trace, for joining
3: us thank you thank you
4: <laughs> we're just like wrapped up in it like oh shit we're ending okay yes
0: that hesitation, I, was like, Listen, oh, yeah. I was
4: thinking about oh, knives man. out
0: <laughs> i was like we were on the wrong street the whole time
4: <laughs> fine yeah. fuck you both for coming here get
0: out
1: but uh, yeah we could absolutely sit here and talk for forever and Keep drinking and talking and drinking and talking until we're passed out drunk. So, like most of these people should have done in this movie, it ended a lot better. Have they just gone to
0: sleep?
1: Have they just
4: gone a to bed? Different movie. <laughs> uh,
1: but next week we're going to be covering Barbarian.
0: Yeah, and that's going to continue this time looking at stuff that came out this year if we got our math right. I'm rooting for -hmm.
1: us. Hopefully we're better at this year than we were our look at last year.
0: I don't know (laughs) what day it is. I just show up and I hit record.
2: (laughs) What is the movie?
4: One hour? Here we go. (laughs)
1: Yay! (laughs) was a good time, whatever it was. (laughs) Again, thank you, Joe and Trace. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And as always, make sure that you stay fierce out there.
0: Bye.